Welcome to the Needle's Eye Faith and Work Show, a show that aims to help Christian professionals grow in Christ, find your purpose, and transform your workplace. I'm Jeremy Woltz with Needle's Eye, and I'm sitting down with working men and women to find out how their faith impacts their work. Today, I'm joined by Monique Washington-Jones and Rashida Nevers. All right, I am here with two very wonderful people. This is Monique, and this is Rashida, and the two of you have no idea who the other person is, do you? We do not. Okay, first official time you two have sat down. I have had the incredible privilege of getting to know both of you kind of independently of the other. Um, Not super well, but I've had some really enjoyable times with you, so I'm excited to have you both here, and thank you. Thank you. Um, So, real quick, so you two get to know each other. I wanted to introduce you to the other person. Okay. So we'll start, Rashida, with you just real quick. And if you could do me a huge favor, um, tell me a little bit about like what you do and then just give me like the briefest background of how you got into it. <laughs> no pressure. Brief, you know. <laughs> so brief, brief version is I am a, uh, I'm a licensed realtor. I am a, a real estate investor, a developer, coach, and mentor. Uh, anything that has to do with real estate, I try to get involved because I love it. And how I got there is um, I was very broke <laughs> and I got tired of being broke. And um, Good reason. Yeah. <laughs> uh, found out that through real estate, I could change not only my life, but the life of others that I connected with, specifically women. Um, and I dove all in and here I am. And here you are. Here I am. That's awesome. That was good. You kept it brief. Yeah, I tried. All right. <laughs> so Monique, your turn now. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you do. And then of course, also how you ended up doing it. So I own Karate for Girls, which is an all female martial arts leadership academy located in Columbia, Maryland. Um, and we recently expanded to Richmond, which I'm excited about because this is my hometown. Um, How did I get into it? I'm a second generation martial artist. So my father taught me and my sister. So it's literally in my blood and I've been doing it forever. Um, And when I had an opportunity to open my own school, it was all female for that's a whole nother story that goes with that. Um, But super, super excited that we get to empower women and girls through what we do. So I'm all about the girl power. And uh, um, now I just empower women and girls in any way. So I mentor female entrepreneur, so that's why we're here together. Wait, that didn't take long at all. (laughs) Wait a second. you were saying it, I was like, I got it, I got it. Um, So anything that's um, empowering women um, in business and martial arts, like that's that's what I was created to do. And that's what I do, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, so (laughs) So cats out of the bag. Yes, I love it. For both of you, when I met you, it was very, very quick that you were like, well, I I just really love empowering women or you know, helping women help themselves kind of thing. And so immediately when I thought about wanting to sit down and have hopefully a meaningful but still fun conversation, yeah. the, the both of you came to mind. Yeah. Um, and so I guess really what I would love to, to start the conversation with, and, and truthfully, some of this is me actually hearing this for the first time. Yeah. I just want to know more about the two of you. So one of my first things where I would love to hear um, both of you share is why. Specifically, why is female empowerment so near and dear to you? Because, I mean, it's like, it oozes out of you. It is obviously a a core conviction, a core passion. So one is just why, and then specifically, how do you embody it through your work? You both have very intentional kind of paths to get there. So whichever one, you guys can arm wrestle first, thumb wrestle, whatever. You decide. (laughs) 
Maybe not arm wrestle. Yeah, I feel not, like. <laughs> no, I'm not going to see the chance. It's a setup. Um, <laughs> but for me, it was, um, I came out of a situation um, where growing up, um, wealth was not something that was talked about. Everybody kind of lived paycheck to paycheck, kind of getting by. And uh, it's crazy because I remember as a kid, my mom would go, she would clean houses of some really wealthy people. And so on Sundays, what we did was she'd throw us in the car and we'd ride around to these neighborhoods and look at these homes. And I always said, I am going to live in one of these homes. And um, I don't know why, it just kind of, seven, eight years old. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I could live like this, right? Young age. At a, long, at a young age. And then, you know, life happens. It kicks you in the butt. Mm-hmm. And then you realize, oh, it's really not that easy to get there. Um, and then through my own struggles, um, coming out of a situation where I was a single mother of four kids and struggling and not having the tools, not the, not the, not that I wasn't smart, right. but, but not given the tools of how to navigate through life and get through it with as less bumps as possible. So you said, when you say tools, just to ask, do you mean like you didn't have the like education or like the, the support exactly. system? Exactly. So or... it was really, a lot of it was education yeah. was, Hey, how do you, how do you get credit? How do you manage credit? How can you use wow. credit to leverage the other things that you want to do in life? Yeah. That was not a tool that, that was given to me. And so, um, as I got older and, uh, experienced homelessness with four kids and just really struggling, trying to figure out how to land on both feet yeah. right and so um i got very lucky i got married to an amazing husband <laughs> who uh was like i feel like god is telling me that i need to i need to take care of you right and not take care of me in the financial point but take care of me in and educate me which is what he did so he he kind of gave me the tools that i was missing to get to where i needed yeah. to get to so it wasn't so, like you'll be a housewife, you're a kept woman. It was like, hey, I, I want to help. I want to help you learn uh, the, the skills How that to you manage need yes. to really take care of yourself. Yes, because he was already operating at a, another level financially. Yeah. And his goal was always, when I die and I leave this to you, I want you to be able to manage it. Yeah. Right? I want you to be able to, I don't want you to, to, to squander it. So <laughs> when I learned and I'm like, oh, this isn't, this isn't hard. I just needed, I just needed, I just needed to see how to do it and I can do it. Like, I'm like that. And so he did that. He was like, okay, this is what you have to do. This is how you have to do it. It was very elementary, but he was patient and he was like, this is what we have to do. This is how you do it. This is how you live. This is how you live on a minimum income. Cause he's an extreme minimalist. And I'm like, if I want it, I'm buying it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it took a lot of transforming of my mind. Right. Um, which was the biggest of all the challenges was transforming this, right? So then when I learned it, I'm like, okay. And then I'm also the person when I learned something, I master it. Okay. And so, okay, I'm like, okay, I got it now. Let me, sh- let me go back now and show other, other women how they can do this, how they can buy real estate and how they can invest and how they can plan. Um, and my idea was never to be a kept woman yeah. um, because of, uh, what I went through in my young adult years, I never wanted to be that person. Yeah. Um, 
I've always wanted to work. And so that was the main thing. When we got married, I'm like, I need to maintain my independence. I have it and I have to maintain it. Yeah. Right. And so he was like, okay, no problem. And so, um, he showed me all the things and now I'm like, okay, who can I help? I want to help everybody. Yeah, Anyone so that's going through those troubles, if you want to learn, I'm going to show you. Yeah. So it, it really was, um, you didn't know what you didn't know. I didn't know. Right. You, you needed somebody or, or a group of people, whoever, to kind of come alongside and just help you learn the things that you didn't have access to previously, the, specifically the knowledge you didn't previously have access exactly. to. Exactly. And then birthed out of your own experience, that's like kind of where the empathy comes from, where you say anyone in that similar role, particularly yes. a woman, yes. that's where I want to help. Yes, because I understand their challenges. I understand what they're facing day to day when it's, you know, do I put gas in my car? Or do I buy groceries? Yeah. How can I do both? One thing it taught me in that situation was to be extremely creative. Yeah, I can <laughs> to imagine. outside the box yeah. to make things happen. Um, and that is, I tell everyone, like as an investor and as a realtor, that's what makes me good is the ability to think outside the box creatively to get things done. Yeah, that's awesome. So. Okay, good. Okay. That's a good little introduction. Yes. I appreciate that. <laughs> now, Monique, same for you. I'm, I'm really curious because my guess, and I, I could be completely off base, so tell me if I'm wrong. Okay. My guess is by having an all-female karate school, you actually are not, at least initially, projected to be as um, profitable as if you were a karate school for everybody. So to make that decision, that had to be very intentional yes. and like birthed out of a deep conviction. Yes. <laughs> so why is, is female empowerment so important that you were literally willing to give up profit in order to be focused on it? So it was um, the short version of the story. So I, coming up in a martial arts school where martial arts is a male dominant sport, um, we didn't have a choice but to train in our household. Like in our house, like my sister and I train. So we're going to, you know, we're girls and we're having to spar with guys and roll around on the floor with guys and have males in your space that you're not really familiar with. And it sucked. And, and we, I try, it's so funny. I tell my students all the time because we are, you know, we teach this no quit attitude. And I was like, I would quit, try to quit every day because I didn't want to, you know, work out with these guys. And we would see so many women and girls come through the training and leave mm. because they were in this space that wasn't relatable. So, and it was just tough. So my father didn't let us quit. So we had to, that was kind of like a non-negotiable in our household. So when I had the opportunity to open my own school, number one, I knew that I needed something to stand the business out, like what's gonna make my school different than yeah. any other school. And I was like, hey, it would be cool to have like an all female school, which has never been done. So um, it was, we literally created the wheel. Like there was no, we didn't have any resources to like, how do you do this? And even um, my father, who's my martial arts instructor and may he rest peacefully. I remember the day having the conversation saying, I'm gonna open an all female school. And there was like crickets on the phone. Like, what oh, do you wow. mean? Like, why? You know, like, this isn't how you train. Like, what do you, and I'm like, you don't get it. You weren't that eight-year-old girl, like on the ground, sweaty with some boy that wanted to prove that he could beat me up because he had to fight a girl and, and it sucked. And he just, he didn't get it. Like he didn't understand that. And I said, I know if women and girls stayed in the training, I know the benefits. Like I was kind of like forced to train. So yeah. We learn the benefits by default. Like, you know, of course, martial arts teaches you how to defend yourself physically. And so you learn how to kick butt, of course, but it also teaches you discipline and respect yeah. and confidence and, you know, determination. But girls wouldn't see that because they would quit, you know? So I was like, if there was a space that was 
where they could learn and train and then like flourish in the rest of their lives, like that would be like a cool thing. So opened the school 16 years ago now. Um, it's been 16 years and it wasn't profitable the whole time. Yeah, of course. <laughs> it definitely was not. No startup I, yeah. is at first. And yeah. I wasn't doing it full time when I initially, because in my circle, like my father, it was passion. You did it for passion. Like you had a full-time job and you did martial arts for your passion. So initially I was working full-time, I was in grad school full-time and I did this all girls school as my passion until I was forced. Um, I, my job at the time let me go unexpectedly. And um, I was like, oh, what, what, what was now? that job? What, what was like the thing you were doing while getting this off the ground? It was in corporate America. <laughs> I was a corporate recruiter. So very different. Very different. <laughs> very different. And, you know, you were told in corporate America, you go to grad school. This is what you do. This is how you moved up. So that's what I was doing. And martial arts was my passion. So I did it part time and then got laid off. Wow. one month after I got married. So the honeymoon phase was over super fast. Yeah. <laughs> like we were like, uh oh, it's fight or flight. Like, what do we do? And, um, but everything is happens by design, right? So um, I have this husband, which I gave me goosebumps when she talked about it. Like I, that was created for me. And I knew that everything happened for a reason because it was, um, we joke now, it wasn't funny then, but we joked that it happened one month after we got married because then we were a unit and he couldn't go anywhere. Yeah. Like it was kind of like we got <laughs> one month before, <laughs> you know, there's an out before he'd be like, OK, I don't know. But now he's like, all right, like now we got to figure out, like, what are you going to do? And my initial thought, because I was in corporate America, was to go get another job. My husband's an entrepreneur and he says, no, we're going to do this full time. And I'm like, nobody does martial arts full time. In my circle, they didn't. They did it as passion. And so my husband being the self-made entrepreneur taught me how to be an entrepreneur. I didn't learn that. I didn't, you know, my father didn't do it for business or for profit. So I had the martial arts experience, yeah. but the business I was I didn't know what I was doing. So um, we grinded it out for years. And um, I'm happy to say because of the grind and because of what we do, like now there's a successful school which runs without me. It's in yeah. Maryland. It's doing its thing. And you live in a different state. I live in a different state. Run. That's because, amazing. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> thank God. Um, but it's it, it was a lot of work to get us to that point to do that. And um, but I do it, number one because it's my father's legacy. Um, number two, that I get to empower women and girls uh, and get to see them not only develop in their martial arts training, but now they kill it in school and at work and yeah. in their community and they can speak up for themselves and stand up for themselves, not just physically, but they can get in a room and you know say who they are. And so that's why I do what I do. And um, so when given the opportunity to now reach back to other entrepreneurs that are females, I'm like, hey, you can do this. You can have a business that runs without you. Like this is, I know I'm proof. Like I'm not an expert, but I'm proof that this can happen. And this yeah. is how it happened. So for me, that's why I do what I do. And I think that it was all done by design. Like it happened in this way for a reason. Um, and now, you know, I, and now we're, um, successful than a lot of co-ed schools. That's amazing. <laughs> so yeah. Great. So we we literally proved the concept that it can happen. Um, it wasn't easy, but it can happen. But it was all by design, all by design. So I, I have to ask because, yeah. you, you know, you talked about how your dad didn't let you quit. Yeah. Which part of that is like a great kind of lesson in parenting. <laughs> but the other thing is there are a lot of parents who try to force their kids to keep things up. Yeah. And even if their kids do it, the moment they leave the house, they're like, yeah. I'm, no one can force me now. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. So why did you stick with it after you left the house? I mean, you made it a business, even yeah. though you said you wanted to quit every day. Well, by then 
I knew the benefits of it, you know, so it, when you're in it, like, you know, in, in any sport, anything, if you have kids, you know, and they're like, I don't want to do this anymore. You know, like, hey, if you stick to it, these are the things, but they can't see that, you know, so my father knew like, hey, if you just stuck it out. So I knew like by the time I was, you know, 18, I was a black belt, I was teaching. So I knew like if people just stuck it out, they would be able to speak up in interviews. They would be able to ask for raises at jobs. They would be able to, you know, do well in school because they know about that no quit attitude. So it's kind of like you have to go through it to know it. And then that's why you go back and like pull people yeah, behind okay. you. So, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. So, and you know, cards on the table. I've got a four-year-old daughter. So anytime that I run into, to, you know, women that I'm like, I want my daughter to like look up to these women, right? Like yeah. there's so much of it yeah. like, um, I've got a son and I adore him as well, but you know, like <laughs> I've got a sweatshirt at home that says girl dad. Where it's like, hey, I'm, I'm a girl dad. Yes, I'm a girl, I was a girl dad first, heart, right? right? And yes. I love them both equally. I can't have a favorite, of <laughs> course, right. but I don't have a boy dad sweatshirt, just saying. <laughs> so part of this is, you know, I, I look at the two of you and I immediately think like, man, I, I hope that, that the lessons you are teaching, my daughter has the opportunity to yeah. learn from. Yeah. And there are so many women that you are already helping. Yeah. But that's partly why, you know, I've, I've thought like, I would love to have a conversation with these two and hear more about this. Yeah. And, you know, I hear for you this idea of like helping women build their credit and to understand how to invest and do all these things and, and just get access to information they may not otherwise have. There's a sense of um, without that, it's really easy to be stuck. You can be stuck in really crappy situations and yeah. situations that aren't healthy. They're not safe situations that are full on dangerous or abusive to be in and yeah. you're stuck yeah. and you provide them an incredible way to achieve independence. Yes. And for you, you also, there's independence attached, but even like you're describing, you may master martial arts, but it's not like, well, great. Now I can do some incredible moves. Right. It's now I have a, an inherent confidence to be fully myself, yep. to stand up for myself, to ask for raises or to seek promotions or to go for the things that otherwise I may not think I'm capable of or worth. 100%. So both of you, I think, are, are providing women, in particular, specifically women, yeah. an incredible amount of self-worth to see it in themselves. Yeah. And I think that is incredible. Thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. So, well, you're welcome. And thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Well, you know, you can you can both yes. same time or independently take my daughter out to dinner. Sure. You just let me know. I'll set it up. 100%. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's four. So, you know, maybe like start a early. McDonald's start or something. Early. Start Yeah. She loves queso. If you ever want to go to a Mexican restaurant, okay. that's all. She'll drink it just straight up. So kind of carrying with it, you, you know, a, a lot of this is, is the female empowerment piece. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously I am I am not a female. Mm -hmm. um, and so there's a lot of this that I think is fascinating, but I, I just can't put myself in the position to fully understand. Yeah. You are both in male dominated fields. Yeah. Yes. Real estate for sure. Yes. Obviously we've already talked yes. about how in, in martial arts in general, that is a male dominated field. And then on top of that, not only are you women in male dominated field, you're also women of color. Yeah. And naturally that comes with a, a slightly different layer of uh, difference, if not also maybe added complication. It does. So l let me ask, were there unique challenges for the both of you um, that you know you faced in your field on your journeys? All the time, especially on the investment side. Mm. Um, because contractors sometimes don't think that we're as smart mm -hmm. <laughs> or as tough as a man. Um, and it's, it's really funny because it's really easy for my husband, who is a total alpha male, to pick up the phone and get things done. Yeah. Um, or if I call and, and I ask for a quote and they give me a ridiculous quote because they think we don't know any better. Right. 
And then my husband calls and they give him a, a, a even better quote. Um, so having to overcome those challenges um, until you get the confidence that says, no, I don't like those numbers. Yeah go fix those and then call me back and maybe we can do business. Yeah. But again, it takes, it takes the confidence. It takes the, the knowledge of knowing what you know um, to get there, but all the time, all the yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine. And then uh, part of that, I think is you're talking about contractors. Yes. And of course that's, a huge part of your job. I mean, oh, yeah. working and with they're, contractors. They're, and... they're all mailed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if this, this clearly this is not true to everybody. No. I only do residential contractors for my own house. Yes. They are some of the most unreliable people I've ever, like, the, I've had so many where it's like they just don't show up or they don't finish a job or so there's, there's that built in. Then you also have in all the other things, Yeah. but you're also working with obviously clients. You're working with, yes, uh, with I mean, other male realtors. Who, I was going to say just <laughs> e even your who, colleagues in the same oh, industry. Yeah. Who, who, who try to bully you. And, um, if you know me, then you know that there's one thing I don't like it's bullies. Okay. I don't, I don't, I don't like the perception of anyone thinking that they can bully, not just me, but I think it's just me just taking up or stepping in for people who can't yeah. sometimes. So that's a really big, one of those things that gets under my skin is when yeah. I think that. So, um, but yeah, we, you go, you challenge them and explain to them that you know what you know and it's okay. Fair enough. Are you, are you, uh, you know, you, you, you have a particular disdain for bullying. I do. Is that just like, that's always been part of you. That's been built into you. Is that something I you developed? Yes. I, I think that it's always been one of those things where I just don't like to see people who can't fight, you know, like you're, you approach things differently towards one person because you know that you you're you have control or power or more strength or more whatever uh bravado over them versus someone else i'm just like you just treat everyone fair yeah. um that's kind of be fair just that's be fair, fair. Yeah. you don't have to be nice just be fair yeah i that's like all. that it's it sounds so simple it does it shouldn't isn't it, simple it just it be is. common sense we make yeah. it so much more complicated just be a good person be fair and be kind that's it yeah. And, and life gets easier. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. For everybody too. It does. Life gets easier for everybody when we're kind. It does. Yeah. Awesome. Well, how about you? I don't know if you remember the original question, but I don't. we're there. <laughs> we're all in Rashida. Just keep going. No, 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 no. That was beautiful. Well, so, so the original question is a uh, male dominated field. Yeah. Plus the added layer that you're also a woman of color. Were there unique challenges that you know you face in your field? Maybe other people would be like, no, that wouldn't be a thing, but you know, you did it. Yeah, so I think for in the martial arts industry, it's more sexist than racist, if I can okay. say that. I, so it's more female versus male than color, because it's very diverse in color um, in our industry. And it's more you have to um, either speak up or show that you know better, it, you know, so it's by your actions. So sometimes even if you're not listened to in a male dominant room, like you just show like, you know, everyone thought an all mar female martial arts school was a dumb idea. Okay, then we'll just sit back and show you. Like, I don't, we're not gonna go back and forth. So it was just kind of like, it's more just let my action show, like how I lead, how I work, how I how we grow. Um, but it's it's always been like this female male, like, you know, a male stronger, uh, maybe, you know? <laughs> Uh, so it just, it, you just have to, you know, prove with your actions instead of like going back and forth. So that for, for, and, and martial arts is, um, 
you're taught to be humble, so you don't you don't brag about what you can do. You just show like what you can do, and that's yeah. what we try to do. Yeah, yeah. But that comes with maturity. I mean, 100%. It, it, I, that, look, it does. 100%. It does. I did Absolutely. very entry level martial arts yeah. growing up. Yeah. And I wanted to tell everybody that I could beat them up. <laughs> like there was no humility attached. It was like I'm 14. I know how to do these things, and I'm going to show the world. Even though, like, I look back now, I'm like, I was bad. Yeah. <laughs> I was just bad at these things, but I didn't know it at the time. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, yes, humility is taught, and, yeah. and I see that as an adult. Yeah. But when you're in it. Yeah. You know, it's not like every male or every, I mean, not like every female either. It's not like every martial artist is naturally right. going to adopt that. So, 100%. Yeah. 100%. That has to rear its head. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. So then, then let me ask both of you this because, you know, part of why we're all at this table, obviously, is you guys have great stories. You are inspiring individuals. You're also both people of faith. Mm -hmm. So, how throughout you know, your, your journeys as human beings, your journeys as businesswomen, your journeys as entrepreneurs, how, if at all, did your faith encourage or inspire or strengthen you to face down those challenges? Well, it's, it's a tool. It's a tool um, that has to be used daily, really. It's, um, I know without a shadow of a doubt that my faith has gotten me this far without there's there's no way that that it can be explained <laughs> the way that things have worked out of how I got that far other than God's hand was guiding me along the other way because everything I've did up until this point truly prepared me yeah. for for what I'm doing um you know even when it comes to the business side of it and um, I worked in staffing for 16 years so um just how to run that side of the business and manage people. Um, Cause that's a lot of what it is, is managing people and um, you know, challenges. How do you, how do you handle difficult circumstances and confrontation? Cause there's always confrontation. There's always someone yelling because their candidate was not the right candidate. And you sent this person, why did you, or your person didn't show up. So all of those um, <laughs> instances prepared me for, so that's maybe that's why I don't mind having those tough conversations with men because I've been having them all of my, my professional career yeah. um, just on, on the corporate side as well. But um, but my faith is, um, it's put me in rooms that I probably don't qualify to be in. Okay. <laughs> kind of like, um, you know, the, the, you, you were able to find a favor that perhaps you oh, yeah. wouldn't consider yourself having merited. A absolutely okay. not. Absolutely not. Um, I mean, we're talking about real estate, but when I was in corporate America, I worked in staffing. I was account manager for a pharmaceutical company and we had about 300 employees there and, um, this was a white male dominated industry. <laughs> and here I am and um, with no college degree, right. <laughs> um, explaining to um, these leaders within the company of how they need to properly staff mm -hmm. and how they need to pay fair wages. And Amen. you know, at Say first it's like, who is this person? And who is she coming in here telling us what to do? Um, and then quickly um, they begin to understand that I know oh, maybe she does know what she's talking about because she is having better success than any, anyone prior to her. Wow. Um, but again, for me to be placed in those rooms and those scenarios and be able to get their attention and get them to, to believe, trust, yeah. 
um, and listen to me. Yeah. That was nothing but the favor of God. Yeah. There, there was, there was nothing other than there's nothing that that could explain, um, you know, how I've gotten through situations other than God's love for me. And that sounds so much like even what you were just saying about martial arts. Martial arts is a like show it first. Don't yeah. say it, show it. And what you just said was, you know, this was the advice I was giving people, but they had no reason to listen to it except. I showed them it worked. Yeah. I showed them that this was the better way. Yeah. And so, so much of the credibility that, that both of you are describing comes from, I had to do it first. Yeah, I had I to actually sit down, to do it. get the work yeah. done, you know, prove whether it was based on faith or your own natural competency, but you had to prove it first. Yeah. And that's where your credibility Yeah, And I had to, and another thing is I had to walk in love. <laughs> Even when you're walking against some people who are used to doing things a certain way and they don't want to see change and you still have to greet them and you still have to show the love of Christ every single day. Even though, you know, probably behind your back, they're saying who she thinks she is. Um, but it's still, um, how are you? I hope you're having a good day. Yeah. You know, you doing okay today? And that took, that was, that was definitely Christ because <laughs> that is not easy to do. Yeah. Um, that humility part can easily get thrown out the window mm -hmm. when you got, you know, but yeah. again, it's, um, I think I realized early, it's not about me. Yeah. It's not about me. You yeah. know what? If you got to, was it swallow, was it swallow frogs or whatever? Something. I don't know. I've heard that before. <laughs> whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. like I, don't, I don't care. Like I, I still, I'm still going to love you and I'm still going to be respectful for to you. I'm still going to be kind to you. Um, and in the end, a lot of those people I ended up uh, winning over. Oh, wow. Um, and so, you know, it's crazy when you become the enemy to be in, yeah. you're the go-to person who can get things done. Yeah. But again, it was just that, that humility. Yeah. That's a, so whenever I say this, it's, it's quoting Martin Luther King Jr. who is quoting Abraham Lincoln. Yep. But there's this amazing quote, which you just basically described, where he says, have I not destroyed my enemy by making him my friend? Yeah. And so what you, you're describing is by showing a constant love, by having grace and mercy in the way that you interact with, even people who are challenging you, who are trying to belittle or even bully you, eventually that consistent Christ-likeness mm -hmm. might win them over. In oh, which yes. case you've turned an enemy into a friend. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. fantastic. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's fantastic. Thank you. I want to hear from you too. I mean, you know, you're, you're literally, no, 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 you are both, you are both doing an awesome job. And this like ping-ponging is phenomenal. And I want to hear from both of you. I didn't mean that to say, you know, yeah, okay, well, I'm done with no, Rashida. Yeah. Yeah. I just meant, you know, I also want to hear because, you know, martial arts, you're literally beating people up. Yeah. So, you know, like how, how did your faith help you navigate the challenges you faced without using your fists and your feet? Oh, that's good. So my faith, I think, because God continues to show up, like mm -hmm. his faithfulness, like how can you not? Like he just continues to, sh his consistency is everlasting and like like i think it's just proof like you're just kind of like okay he's showing up again okay he's showing up again you know and i for for me that's what kind of gets me through because there's so many different testimonies that i have in my journey to get to the success that i am now and um like i said not always supposed to be in the room but somehow i'm in that room yeah <laughs> you're, yeah and you're like please god just show through you know show through me grow through me yeah. when i'm here um and that's what you do you just um in his faithfulness, yeah. you know, I think, you know, you can't thank him enough for how he shows up. It makes up. you love him even more. Yeah. I'm just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, you did this again? Like, yeah. 
Yeah. Like for me, like why? And then you go, okay, it's that, okay, okay. That, but that's the faith walk. That's the hardest thing that um, sometimes when I'm talking to people and um, I, my mom, she swears, she's like, you're supposed to be an evangelist. And I'm like, I'm evangelizing every single day. Amen. <laughs> it's just, it's just not the, you know, but I'm like getting people to just understand, like, just, just trust him. Yeah. Like, and they're like, I am. I'm like, no, you're, you're not just, if you just trust him, I'm telling you like the doors that he'll open for you, the ways that he'll make, um, the visions that he'll fulfill that you have, like, like the desires of your heart. I mean, I'm like, if you just do that, just take one step, I'm telling you, your life is going to change. And then when they do that and they're like, Oh my gosh, it worked. I'm like, yeah, now do it again. Do it again. Like now that you know better, like now that you know better, like do better. Like now that you know how he keeps showing up and how faithful he can be and you have a test, like, you know, his work, you already know it. Like if you know it and if you can think back, like, okay, I didn't know how I was going to get through this, but he got me through it. Like, you know, okay, I I can tackle this next thing, you know, and you have to remember that because in the moment you don't, you're like, oh my goodness. Like (laughs) this is, it's scary, right? But then you're like, oh wait, nope. Okay. Yeah. 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 I actually, I had one of my clients, we were negotiating the contract. We were under contract on the house. The deal fell apart and I had to call and tell her the deal fell apart. And so, and she's, she's a new, she's a new Christian. And so, um, so I call her and I say, Hey, this deal didn't, but we're going to find you something else. And you just have to believe and trust that it was God protecting you. It was the hand of God protecting you. Right. So I said, and she's like, I don't know. I don't know this faith thing. And I'm like, this is what I want you to do. I want you to take, I said, um, she's, she's, I'm gonna take a shower. I said, before you get in a shower, I want you to pray. I said, and I want you to to, to just open your, your heart to God. Mm -hmm. And, um, after you pray, I want you, um, you take your shower, you get dressed. I want you to call me back. So she says, okay, okay. And she's crying. She's a mess. And so we hang up about 30 seconds after I hung up, I got a call from another realtor and the realtor said, you showed your clients this house and we were under contract. We accepted another offer where, um, and the deal fell apart. Your client's still interested in this house. Now, this is the house they really wanted. It had all the things. It was location. It had a pool. It had all the things that they really wanted, but they got beat out in the competition. So I said, you're not going to believe this. I just hung up with her. The, the house that the second house that we put an offer in on that deal just fell apart. I'm pretty sure she wants it, but let me call her. So by this time I'm calling her, she hasn't even gotten out the shower and I'm like, answer the phone, it's important. So she calls me and she goes, what's going on? And I'm like, remember that house you guys really wanted? She's like, yeah. I'm like, do you still want it? She's like, yeah. I'm like, did you pray? She's like, I did, I did. I said, well, the house is yours if you want it. And then she just, yeah, different, different kind of tears, (laughs) different kind of tears. Yeah. Oh, that's incredible. It's like, it's like, again, she was a very new Christian. She had, you know, just come back to the church and trying to figure out how all of this works and how she can see God and is God talking to me? Like, that's a whole nother one. But I mean, it's just those stories when I'm like, see, and so when she called me about something else, I'm like, remember the last time we had this conversation, remember what happened? Do the same thing. Yeah. You know what to do. You have to absolutely just trust that he's going to, he's going to make it right for you. Yeah. And if it doesn't work out, it's because it's not right for you. And you have to trust that and be okay with it when it's not all right for you. Yeah. Like just be okay. 
Yeah. Again, I, that's like the best part of my job. That's, like, that's the best part of my job. It's not the selling houses. It's not the, the renovations. It's not the money. It's about showing people how God can show up for them yeah. and does show up for them. But sometimes in our day to day, we miss the small, we miss the small, the small ways that he yeah. makes for us. So it's just slow down. He's here. <laughs> Did you see that happen? He's yeah. here. He well, and then remember it and remembering it yeah. yeah i mean memory is so crucial because it it, you, this is the story of the old testament right like god would do this incredible thing that set up a monument to remember yeah but eventually they forget, they forget. and then they go well god you don't do anything we're and, Where and we do it that's repeated in our lives constantly when god shows up in these profound ways and in the moment we go oh this had to be god it had to be yeah. and then five ten years down the line we kind of rationalize and we go oh, it was a lucky coincidence and the next time we're faced with something we're going well god i don't understand why you're not showing up and if we remember what he did, yes. we can remember what he'll do. He'll do. And I, yeah. I mean, everything you're describing is, it's like goosebumps. It's yeah. phenomenal. <laughs> and uh, and I, I want to hear from you as well, but I was even thinking, you were talking about your mom saying, you know, you're supposed to evangelize. I'm not throwing shade on your yeah, mom. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> but, but I think the, the same theme applies. It does. In, in business, this, yeah. you talked about like, well, you got you to gotta do it to yes. show people you know what you're talking about. Yeah. The same is true with evangelism. The yeah. same is true with a Christian life. It is. You have to live it before you can preach it. Yep. Yep. You have to. Because what good is it to go around and tell people all these things, but you're the one who's constantly no forbidding God's faithfulness. Yeah. Yep. And you're the one who's constantly going around filled with anxiety and, yes. and, and not sure God is actually going to hold to his promise. If you live it first, yeah. it's lifestyle advancement. I just, I think that that theme is crucial. It is. It, it is a lifestyle. It's, um, I had one of my friends, she's like, you don't get upset about nothing. I'm like, for what? For what? Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't need to. Like, what's for me is for me and what's not is not. And, and I've gotten, I've learned to become okay with, it's not, it's not. And I know that it's, it's God, it's, it's his protection, his, his head of protection over me. So. Yeah. Oh, I, don't, I don't get upset. That's awesome. Well, okay. So how, how about you? you? You take it away. I mean, what, what does that strike up in you? I don't, need, I, there's, I don't even know how to follow that. I think it's just, I think she said it. I mean, I think she said it well. I think it's just how we have to show up in the way that we want to see others show up. Yeah. Um, and if you are a Christian and if you are faith-based and you are living in faith and not fear, like, just let your actions show that. And so that's our responsibility. Like as a Christian, like if you are true, if this is what you are, like just show it, you know, and, and just let people see that, like lead that way. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, okay, good. This has been awesome to, to hear this from both of you and talk through this. Yeah. But I, I want to turn it a little bit and talk a little bit about like, so what does this mean for others, right? Because both of you, you are somewhat unique circumstances, right? You're very focused on female empowerment. You are both women and male dominant industries, right? There, there are a lot of things that make your situations unique. Right. So based on what you've learned, what you've accomplished, how God has showed up for you, what are some of the lessons you've learned that you think are universal? Anybody can learn from this. This is a concept that anybody could put into practice. I always look at you. So I know, I'm not looking feel at free. you. I'm you not can dive in. You, I mean, I don't want to do. Listen, <laughs> I am not looking at you. I am second. <laughs> Go ahead, take it away. What are, What are some things that you've learned through all of this that you think are universal? Um, I think to just stay true to yourself, and it, like you said, if you have the proof and you have the examples of the testimony, just like build off of that like don't stray because you know life happens and we're human so sometimes we forget that stuff and it's very important that you do that i think it's also important to make sure you have 
the right people around you. I, I've always told people and they're like, what's your secret to success? I was like, there's no secret. It's your tribe. And you make sure that your tribe are the right people. Like that's, right. that's it. So you, you want to have um, Christ-like people around you to remind you of that if you stray or forget or, you know, let that fear sneak in. Like not that your faith wavers, but that you just kind of need that someone to ground you in that moment. So I think that that's really important. And um, I think that, like I said, I say this all the time, like everything's by design. And I think that God puts people in your life for a reason. And that's important to know like what those reasons are. And they should be believing the same thing that you believe <laughs> and living the same way that you live. So that if you do waver, like they're like, nope, like yeah. you need this. <laughs> yeah. Can't do it alone. Yeah. You've yeah. got good friends to steady yep. you when you become a little. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I think that's, that's huge. I think that's huge because you know, no one's perfect and you have to remember that. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Okay. Fair enough. Well, how about you? Would you want to follow that up? You have, you have some things you think that are kind of conceptually universal for people? Uh, yeah, I have a lot. I think, um, mine's is always, it's simple. It's be kind, be respectful and do the right thing. Like always do the right thing yeah. when simple, do the right thing when no one's looking. Um, I agree, surrounding yourself with the right people is extremely important. Um, that was I, that was hard for me, was finding the right people because I wanted everybody to be my friend. Yeah. Yeah. And it's <laughs> like, so the other thing is it has to be strategic. Yes. And it's border selfish. It is. Which is okay. It is. Like you have it to is. make sure like the people, I'm not saying you shouldn't have friends. Sure. But your tribe, like you gotta be like a little selfish with that tribe because yes. You want the right people in your ear when they need to be in your ear. And you want that to come from a faith base when it's, you know what I mean? So yes. I, you do have to be a little selfish with how you, you surround, you know. Yeah, that makes sense. Look, look even Jesus had the 12 yeah. and he then did. he had the three, <laughs> yep. right? It's, it's the same idea of like, it is, yeah, it there, is. we can it have is. a lot of friends. I mean, he yeah. really had like the 72, yeah. the thousands, <laughs> yep. of, yep. but like he had layers, yeah. yep. but the closer they got, the, the more they were able to kind of speak his language, to challenge it. And you know, Jesus is Jesus, right? Yeah. We all know, but like, there's he still had a, a story. Had there's still something yeah. to learn from right. how he operated in yeah. that. Well, is that it's okay to have your friends, but you have to have those who who understand your heart and they're in alignment yeah. with where you're at. You know, um, I think that's the one thing for me with real estate that um, I didn't have. I was coming into this industry as an agent new, and I was like. Um, I had outgrown and not, not in a bad way, but you know, as you, as you start to grow and you go through life, people go their own directions and they have their own interests and everybody's on their own path. And so I got into a place I'm like, here, I'm here in Richmond. I have no family here. I have no friends here. And I felt very alone for a long time. Um, and, um, I'm kind of like, okay, I have to start. And so my prayer was God, send me, send me, and my pastor told that taught this one day. He said, um, I want you to he said, I want you guys to start praying this, but be prepared when you pray it. And that is to reveal, release and replace. Mm. So reveal anyone that is not for you, not supposed to be attached to you right now with where you're at in life. Um, release them and actually he releases them peacefully um, and then to replace them. Yeah. And so I reluctantly. <laughs> pray that for months yeah. because I'm like, okay, I'm here. 
I got to I got to figure this out. I need I need a tribe to get to where I want to go. Like it, it it requires it always requires some help. Right. And some people that you can reach out to. And so that was my prayer. And so I started praying that. And then um, it's just like he just started putting like four women mm. who are, I mean, just amazing women um, in, in Christ. I mean, they're just, they're just amazing women. They are strong and each of them have something that I needed, yeah. but at the same time, I'm, I'm not taking, I'm also, I'm also the, I'm like you, I'm like, I have all the energy. Well, you yeah. too, cause it seems yeah. like you have a lot of energy too. So I'm like, I'm the light. Um, and I'm always the one that has the encouraging word or, you know what I'm saying? A, a word to, to get them to the next level as well. But yeah. they're, they're the, I say the levelers for me, yeah. you know, the, okay, Rashida, you got to calm down a little bit. <laughs> okay, Rashida. Nope. You're trying to do 50 things at one time. You're doing too much. You can only do, you know, one thing really good. Everything else is going to suck, you know, but you need those kind of people, especially for me. Cause I'm, I'm the dreamer. Yeah. So I can come up with all the ideas and then I'm like, okay, let's, let's do it all. And I haven't strategically put anything in place. Right. So you need someone to say, nope, that's not a good idea. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. Yep. So, um, so that's, that's definitely a testament of, of God replacing and putting those people who, who need to be connected to me. And I'm like, and we're all in real estate and all at different levels of real estate. So that's, that's been a huge blessing. So, um, if I had to give someone advice, that's what it would be. Pray that prayer. God agrees. <laughs> He's like, yes. Reveal, release, replace. Reveal, release, replace. Uh -huh. Those I love three that. things. That is great. Anything yeah. with alliteration I love, but in particular, yeah. that the concept behind that is really profound. I mean, growing up, you're always taught like, you know, you're the, what is it? The, you're, you're the average of your friends kind mm -hmm. of thing. Like, you hear that, but when you're younger, you're like, that's, that's shenanigans. I just told my sons this. I told and them this two, two months, two weeks ago. Um, it feels like, it feels like, oh, you're telling me I have to ditch my friends if I want to be successful. Right. And, and we, we, yes. we kind of play the victim card some, <laughs> yes. but, but there really is a lot of wisdom and it's not saying, Hey, you can't have anything to do with these people. Right. Yes. It is saying there is a great deal of value in being intentional about who is ultimately your influence. Yep. Who are you letting in so close that they actually influence you? Yes. That is profound. And that is full of wisdom. So I think that concept is awesome. And both of you have really described how the right influence, the right circle made the big difference in how you oh, both yeah, 100%. got where you Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's like full on a, a God thing too, to, yeah. to bring those people, to lead you to the right place and to teach you the importance of that. Yeah, that's awesome. All right. I want to, I want to keep going with some like, you know, advice, you know, keep, keep telling okay. people really, this is selfish. I'm just learning these things. <laughs> Maybe others can learn too, but it's all for me. So, um, if, if you had to look at the two jobs that you do, which are obviously very different from one another, but, but share a lot of things in common, yep. what would you say is the long-term goal you have for your business? So for the actual business, you do the, the real estate, the investing for the martial arts school for that, that realm. Um, but then also, and take this in stages. What is the impact you hope to have through your business? Does that make sense? Uh -huh. Does it make sense how those are different questions? Yeah. Kind of. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So tell us the first question one more time because I got really lost, captured in the second part of I that totally question. Get it. What is the long term goal you long -term have? Long term goal for, for your, your business. business. Okay. Long term. Well, we're doing it. We're expanding to Richmond, um, which I fought for a long time because I wanted to keep 
home home and Maryland business. So I there was it was strategic that I kept those separate. But the entrepreneur in me was like, oh no, we gotta expand. So we are expanding in Richmond, which is exciting and scary and all of you know, all the things. Um, so long term it's expansion, which we've already started. So that that's fun. Um, and what was the second part? So then also I like notes. <laughs> I know. Well, I have them. So I'm, I'm cheating. I'm totally cheating. Cheater. What is the impact you hope to have through your business? Oh, empower as many women and girls I, we can come in contact with. Like yeah. I and I can't do by myself. Like I know that I know that I'm here doing what God created me to do, but I know it's bigger than me and I can't do it by myself. That's why I have an amazing team. Shout out to my team in Maryland that runs the school without me. Yeah. Um because now they're duplicating what I'm doing um, and they can do it bigger than me because it's I can't do it by myself. And now in Richmond, I'm creating opportunities so the same thing can happen. Um, and it's, I know that if I'm confident because I'm proof that if they go through the martial arts training, that it's life transformational. Yeah. Like I know that. So it's like as many women and girls that we can train, they will, that my I'm inspired by the students that we train because they do insane things like my job is that they're better than me and they're all wow. going to be better than me like they're it's it's so cool so I that's I'm like oh we gotta keep doing because <laughs> yeah. I yeah when I see some of the stuff they do you're like wait what you you got you did what you know and the parents are like yeah their confidence is insane and they can do this and this and I'm like yes you know, like, awesome. who else can we empower yeah. like it's like so it's like you know that's yeah. That's that's what drives me. That's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Well, same question to you then. Long term goal for your business? Um, long term goal for my business is um, going to be to expand. Right now, I'm already doing some development projects, but to expand um, the development projects and to uh, create more affordable housing opportunities. So that's um, because of who my target audience is, that's really close to me, is making sure that you have a home that is affordable, um, that is, you know, all the things, right? So, um, so that's that, is to move more into the development phase. But as far as the impact that I want to make, it's, of course, empower as many women as I can um, at, to be able to show women that we don't have to retire with nothing um, and prepare them. That's really what it's about is preparing them for retirement. We don't spend enough time um, or energy um, working towards how are we gonna live once we get retirement age. So just sh sharing strategies so that they can have, they can have a, a, a decent life now, but they can also have a decent life once they are ready to retire. Yeah, that's great. This might be um, similar answers perhaps. But I want to I want to couch the question maybe just a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. So for both of you, how would you say your clients, the community, and the kingdom of God are better off because of your business? And that's like those are those are different stages. <laughs> and I know that you know we, we can take those you know kind of slowly. One but, at a time. <laughs> yeah, but I would love to hear like your faith and the intentionality you put into what you do. Clearly, there is a, a, an obvious purpose and service you provide your clients. Mm -hmm. Does that also extend to benefiting the community? Mm -hmm. And then, of course, ultimately, the kingdom of God. I mean, how, how is what you're doing serving the kingdom of God? So I know that's huge. <laughs> we, we could have started with just that one question. <laughs> but let's, yes. you know, let's see where we go with this. Um, so the first one was? Clients. Clients. Okay. So how, how do what we do? I need to break it down. Like <laughs> how, how are your clients better off because of your business? 
because it's going to, because what we train is going to show up in their lifestyle. Like it's beyond the dojo, which is a martial arts school. Um, what we teach, like I, I'm certain that what we teach, um, the confidence and discipline and structure that they learn in the dojo shows up at school, at home, in their community. So we know that as long as they're training, that they're going to do great things. So I know that for a fact. For community, the same. You know, if you have these women and girls doing great things, like it's going to affect the community. Um, for the kingdom of God, that's a that's an interesting one because I think as a business owner. Um, you have to be, there's layers and you have to be careful yeah. um, with sharing your faith amongst um, the people that we serve because you don't want to offend anyone. There's diverse background or whatever. Um, well, neither one of you are like faith-based service providers yeah. in the sense that you're like, you have to be Christian. Correct. For me to... yeah. But I am faith-based. You are, So right. you have to, there's this there's this weird line that you, you know, there's layers. So there's some, some people that I do business with and some people that we serve that are, are very in tune with what I believe in. And there's some that don't know me on that level. So they don't know. And that, you know, it's just how well they get to know me versus having that professional or personal relationship. Um, but I think it's my job, even if they don't know for me to show that I am faith-based by and how I lead and how I act and how, you know, my lifestyle is different because of my faith. So I think it's um, the way that my business affects the kingdom of God is just how I live and yeah. to just show that, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it does. And I think, I think that is, we talked about, you, you had said a lot of your concepts are simple. And I think it's important to note that simple doesn't always mean easy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It might be simple as in it's not complicated. You can understand it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But living it, yeah. living it's still difficult. It's yep. hard and it's challenging. Yep. And so, yeah, I, yep. I think that makes sense. Your, your lifestyle. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, as far as my clients, um, how are they better? Um, I think they're better because I'm probably exposing, well, I know I'm exposing them to things that they probably um, have not, had not previously thought of before they met me. Yeah. Um, especially for my real estate clients, it's not just, I'm going to sell you a house. Um, it's, I'm going to show you how to, um, make a smart financial investment. Yeah. And sometimes that comes with me telling you that this home is not the best financial investment for you because it's going to leave you cash poor and then you won't be able to enjoy life. You'll be stressed in a year <laughs> when you have no money because you paid your, all your money's going to a mortgage, right? So it's, it's teaching them the financial responsibility part so that they can maintain financially independent. So, um, so that would be for clients. As far as the community, um, a big part of my, um, like I said, my um, investing and my development is for affordable housing. So um, I'm trying to close that gap because there is a big gap in this community in Richmond specifically with um, affordable housing. I think we're seeing it more and more every day as interest rates are going up and housing prices are going up. You're, your uh, $20 an hour worker is very difficult for them to find housing that they can afford right yeah. now. So um, trying to close that gap within the community, I think is is probably how I'm impacting it. Um, and um, specific, specifically for the African-American community, mm -hmm. because we are um, way behind in um, 
financial equity in this country. So and just trying to explain to them how, how we can close that gap by something yeah. as small as just owning a home. I was saying, home ownership's huge. It part. is, it you is. You were talking about building generational wealth. It is, and, it yeah. is, yeah. So just trying to, 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 to close the gap that way. Um, and then as far as the kingdom of God, it's just, like you said, just, just showing people how we live. Um, it's not me just preaching to everyone that, hey, I'm a Christian. It's, it's, it's doing all the things. Like I said, it's the showing love, showing kindness, helping our community, feeding the homeless, mm -hmm. you know, clothing those who don't have. It's just how can we, how can I be a blessing? That's always how I, I operate is who can I bless and how can I be a blessing? Yeah. Like regardless, I reach out to business owners. I'm like, it's not, hey, I want you to to partner with me, it's how can I help you? Yeah. How can I help you? So um, I think just that alone, I hope that um, I'm doing my, I'm doing my, my share. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm an amateur, but I would say both of you <laughs> are doing quite a bit of good and I'm grateful for both of you really. And you know, I, I feel like I could sit here and ask both of you a million more questions just like to get to know you as people and about more about your businesses and everything. But this has already been an incredible conversation. So. Thank you both. Thank I mean, really, I greatly appreciate it. I don't know if you have any like sign off words, any last tidbits of wisdom, or if you want to show off a couple of like somersaulting backflip twist kicks or <laughs> oh, something. Oh, wow. You know. We just went straight there. <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. But either way, I just want to say this was in great. In heels. Now, if you can do it in heels, I am extremely impressed. <laughs> Walking in heels is impressive to me. I don't know how y'all do that. So there is a skill. There is yeah, a I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, for real, thank you both so much. Thank this has been you. great. And, uh, you know, stay being my friends. I appreciate it. <laughs> thank, awesome. you. Thank, thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the Needle's Eye Faith and Work show. Please share, like, and subscribe if you enjoyed this episode and want to see more. Needle's Eye is a faith and work community based in Richmond, Virginia. We are a nonprofit organization that seeks to help working people grow in Christ, find purpose, and transform the marketplace. Check out Needle's Eye online at www.needleseye.org. Here, you can find more content, check out upcoming in-person events, and learn more about partnering with us financially.